Hey guys, Ben Taylor here with Raw Motivation. Want to come and talk to you today some about the topic of triangulation. Have you ever heard of that before? This is something that you understand or you know what triangulation actually is or how it works in a dynamic of being with an abusive person or a sociopath or a psychopath or a narcissist or a toxic person just in general. Do you actually understand what triangulation is? What does it look like? How does it sound like? Anything like that? Well, I want to talk to you at least a little bit today about triangulation and be able to dive into it just a little bit. And we're going to go through some of the excerpts that I've been reading through the book Psychopath Free. If you haven't had a chance to be able to grab a copy of it, I would highly recommend it. It's a fantastic book to be able to identify the things that have been going on in that relationship, to be able to identify and have you understand, hey, you're not crazy. There's a lot of things that have been going on, a lot of manipulation, a lot of covert things that have been happening in the relationship to bring you to the place where you feel like you're crazy, where you don't understand what's going on. So the topic of triangulation, I wanted to go ahead and read a little bit for you here to have you understand some about it. Torture by triangulation. To draw you closer, the psychopath creates an aura of desirability, of being wanted and courted by many. It will become a point of pride for you to be the preferred object of their attention, to win them away from a crowd of admirers. They manufacture the illusion of popularity by surrounding themselves with members of the opposite sex, friends, former lovers, and your eventual replacement. They'll create triangles that engender rivalries and raise their perceived value, adapted from The Art of Seduction by Robert Greene. The psychopath gleefully creates love triangles, surrounding themselves with other targets to manufacture competition and make themselves seem in high demand at all times. Some targets will be used just to make you jealous, while others will be groomed as your replacement. After once texting you a minute-by-minute basis and declaring that you're the perfect soulmate, they begin to pull away, showering other targets with this very same attention. This causes you to try harder striving to win them back, unaware that they're simply toying with you. Meanwhile, their new victim falls fast, believing you to be crazy, bipolar, and abusive. But despite this sickening smear campaign, the psychopath will still flatter you behind closed doors in order to give you a glimmer of hope, keeping you hooked until the bitter end. Now, the idea of triangulation, what it is, is basically it's like upping the ante. It's like, hey, if I'm in a bidding or if I'm in a gambling scenario and someone's like, hey, I'm going to give this much for this product. And you're like, "Uh, I don't know, because this person over here said they could give me that much for that product. So what can you do? Oh, well, I can actually up it. I'll give you this much. And then you go to the other person. You're like, actually, they said they could give me this much. And you just keep upping, like raising the stakes. So it's the idea of like trying to be able to get more out of somebody without putting any more effort in at all. No, narcissist is all about high yield, low effort. So the idea of getting to that relationship and thinking, hey, maybe I can start to set up different things, different people, different acquaintances, different former lovers, different uh, admirers, anything like that. Maybe I can set them up along the way so that this other person tries harder, tries harder to gain my affection, tries harder to gain my love, showers me with gifts, showers me with affection, gives me everything I want and the freedom I want it or else I'll call them crazy or abusive. And that triangulation can be so crazy feeling for the person who's had it because they're like, they don't really know. They just know I'm always trying to get better. I'm always trying to best someone else. And it might not even look like that. It might not even look like the idea of like, hey, you're in competition with this person. 
more or less like on the idea of hey they're paying more attention to this other person she's talking more to this one guy than she is to me he's interacting more with this one girl than he is with me like all these type of things are going to pop up in your head as you see it happen and as you see it play out of the idea of upping the supply by adding someone else in that supposedly is better or gives them more options like I was talking like there's a lot of times different types of triangulation one of them is to make you jealous that idea of making jealous is the idea of like keeping you on the hook and keeping you there and having you understand that their love that their gift to you of them being in your life is a privilege for you to have because otherwise there's all these other people that the narcissist could go out with there's all these other people that the narcissist could be with They'll come up in how they act. They'll come up in the arguments and the yelling of like, I choose you or I'm still here or like, why can't you be grateful for what I provide? Like there's so many other people I could be with, but I'm still here. All this type of stuff can end up being triangulation tactics. Or the other one is the idea of triangulating for the purpose of grooming the next victim of the next person being like, hey, I'm going to triangulate this person, see if I can up the ante, see if I can get more supply from this person, and at the same time, prep someone else to be able to take their spot. That's some of the ideas of triangulation. I want to touch base a little bit more for you here. Hey guys, just jumping on real quick here to talk about Anchor. If you haven't heard of it, Anchor is through Spotify. It's one of the easiest ways just to be able to produce a podcast. It's got everything you need in just one place. So Anchor has the tools. It allows you to record, edit, do everything you need to make a podcast right from your phone or your computer. And when hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcasts on different platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many different more. It's an awesome tool. I love using it. I've been using it for a little bit now. And the cool thing about it is it's absolutely free. So if you're interested in starting up a podcast, if you're interested in getting involved in podcast work, then download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. It says in the book here, the note, a note before I continue. People fall in and out of love. People find new love. Before and after relationships come to an end. People cheat on one another. This section is not about these everyday occurrences, no matter how heartbreaking and unfair they might be. Instead, I'm describing a very specific set of patterns and behaviors that psychopaths use, utilize in order to torture and control their targets. As it goes on, it says, Psychopaths, like most predators, seek power and control. They want to dominate their partners sexually, emotionally, and physically. They do this by exploiting vulnerabilities. This is why they love bomb you with attention and flattery in the beginning of the relationship. Because no matter how strong or confident you are, being in love makes you feel vulnerable. Psychopaths don't need physical aggression to control you, although sometimes they resort to it. Instead, relationships provide them with the perfect opportunity to consume you by manufacturing the illusion of love. Listen to this really closely here. This is why it's so damaging when bystanders say, well, why didn't you just leave? You never entered the relationship with a psychopath expecting to be abused, belittled, and criticized. You were tricked into falling into love, which is the strongest human bond in the world, and psychopaths know this. So how do psychopaths maintain such a powerful hold over their targets? One of their favorite methods is through this method of triangulation. 
When I mention this term, survivors can usually equate it with the next target, but that is not always the case. Psychopaths use triangulation on a regular basis to in seem in high demand and to keep you ob obsessed with them at all times. This can occur with anyone. A lot of people don't realize that it can occur with anyone out there. It doesn't have to be a romantic relationship. It doesn't have to be a specific supply. It can literally be anyone. So the book gives a, a, a short list. Your family, their family, your friends, their friends, ex-partners, partners-to-be, and complete strangers. You know, this could be as simple as like walking down the sidewalk and him mentioning how someone looks. You know, that subtle kind of dig, subtle kind of hint of like, you don't look that good. It could be as simple as, as her explaining and saying something about another guy that's like, well, you know, he drives a nice car or he has more money or whatever it might be. But the idea of like putting something out there, not for the purpose of just observing, not for the purpose of like helping or educating or growing together, but the purpose of upping the supply that they're getting from another person. The psychopath's ability to groom others is unmatched. They feel an intense euphoria when they turn people against each other, especially when it's over competition for them. The psychopath will manufacture situations to make you jealous and question their fidelity. In normal relationships, people go out of their way to prove that they're trustworthy, but the psychopath does exactly the opposite. They are constantly suggesting that they might be pursuing other options or spending time with other people so that you can never settle down into a feeling of peace. And they will always deny this, calling you crazy for bringing it up. The issue here is that you're accustomed to such a high level of attention that after they first lured you in, that it feels very personal and confusing when they direct that attention elsewhere. They know this. They'll forget plans with you, and they'll spend, they'll spend a few days with friends whom they've always complained about to you. They'll ignore you and spend more time with their family when they initially told you they were horrible people. They'll all seek sympathy from an ex or a member of their family dies and explain that they have just a special friendship you wouldn't understand. Often, if not always, the ex is someone they've previously claimed was abusive and unstable. Seeking attention, sympathy, and soulless from people who are not you is a very common tactic of the psychopath. As an empathetic person and as their partner, you rightfully feel that they should be seeking comfort in you. You've always healed them in the past, so what's different now? They once claimed that they were a broken person and that you were the only reason they were happy again. Now they turn that now they turn to private friendships or past relationships that you could never understand, and they will always make sure to shove this in your face. This is a lot of times how it happens with psychopaths, sociopaths, narcissists, toxic people, is the idea of whatever they can put in your face, whatever they can put out there that makes you start to question you. Did you catch that last part? Is the idea of everything in the beginning, the idealization phase, the love bombing, the place where they make you feel like you're the only one in their life, you're the only one that can fix them, that can help them, can, can work through whatever problems, and then they start to slowly put that seed in your mind of like, you know, I, I was talking to this person and this person said this, and I think this person actually does this a little bit better than you, or hey, I think this person actually looks a little bit nicer than you, or wow, like this person looks really good. Maybe you should try that. You know, different things that are going to be small digs, that are going to be small slights that sometimes test your boundaries, and then also is the aspect of triangulation, of trying to get you to do better, to act better, to give them more without them trying to do anything except pit you against other people. Be careful if you're in a relationship with a narcissist, with a toxic person that's trying to do this. 
that's not bringing up other people or bringing up different situations in a way that is positive and uplifting, uplifting, but in a way that's actually degrading or in a way that makes you feel worse about yourself. It shouldn't be that way if you're with someone who cares and is trying to work on themselves to continue in that relationship, marriage, engagement, whatever it might be. If you guys are interested in talking sometime, click on the link down below. If you don't already, watch the Nuggets of Truth from uh, TikTok, Facebook, and Instagram under Raw Motivations. Thanks so much. Hey, I hope you've enjoyed these episodes. I love interacting with different people. If you're interested, reach out to me sometime through my website, Raw Motivations. Would love to interact with you. Either send us a message there, uh, schedule one-on-one so I can talk to you and try to work with you through whatever whatever you're going through on life. You know, Whether that's a relationship, uh, narcissism, uh, whether that's just life trying to get from one step to the other and trying to figure out how do I break out of this mind fog of what's going on. Would love to talk to you more. We'd love to see you guys reach out and comment and like on different things. We've got Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. We'd love to see interactions there. And as you're listening to this, like go ahead and rate us. Give us a couple of ratings just to help promote this message to other people so other people can have positivity in their lives as we're trying to grow, change, and help other people find that awareness as well.